From Applied Client Network and the team behind Connections, this is Reapplied. I'm your host, Miriam Caceres, Client Service Manager with Arthur J. Gallagher Risk Management. This is the first episode of Season 3 of the Reapplied Podcast, and I want to thank my two first guests. First, we have Jeff Beagle, the Vice President of Human Resources for Insurica. And we also have Trevor Bunker, the Chief Customer Officer at Applied Systems. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming here this morning. Thank you so much for having us. Very excited about the opportunity. Absolutely. Excellent. So today we are going to be talking about the very exciting topic of how to manage or stay current in a multi-generational workplace. And it's very relevant. I know in my case, uh, my agency, we have less than two dozen employees, but we run the gamut from newly out of college to facing retirement. And everyone has their own way of doing things, their way of learning. So it'll be interesting to see what you both have to say. So I thought maybe we'd start just with a, an overview of how things have changed over the last few years, especially since 2020, with the advent of hybrid and work from home, and how you see yourselves adjusting your expectations. Well, great. That, that's a great question, Miriam. Um, it certainly has been uh, a, an adjustment in expectations for us, not only us internally as an organization, but also from our colleagues and from our applicants joining the organization. When we look internally, things like how to maintain and foster our culture, how do we conduct effective onboarding, not just checking the box, but so that when we finish, somebody actually feels like they are part of the organization, even if they may be sitting somewhere where they're not surrounded by any of their peers. You know, part of that is driving that connection. I read a recent uh, Gallup survey that those with a best friend at work are seven times more likely to be engaged in their job. So that just drives home the importance of those connections, not only for culture and retention, but how do you drive that connection or create opportunities to have that connection in this new environment? But I think the biggest shift thinking about this or the immediate shift felt by our organization and I imagine many others was on our people leaders. That just, they're the ones that, oftentimes are having to drive and help drive that connection, drive that alignment with the corporate goals, with the culture, and that whole goalpost changed. It's requiring people to be more intentional now, to act with purpose. Not everybody is just maybe sitting right out in front of you to do that kind of ad hoc. With that change, it's a drain. It requires more kind of uh, initial thought, more innovation, that, that depletes your energy, it depletes, depletes the brain power. And so a, another survey I'd seen kind of through this was that the largest hit um, for mental health uh, during the pandemic was on, on our people leaders, especially those that are newer to their roles going into the last 18 to 24 months. So I think it's just incumbent upon the organization to provide those leaders with resources to walk with them and then that will pay dividends and flow out to the to the remainder of the colleagues. Okay, Jeff, that's great. Thank you. Uh, I noticed a few things that you mentioned having to do with the people leaders and, and, and mental health and whatnot. Now, when you say people leaders, are you seeing the those folks across the board generation-wise? You know, are the the long-term employees stepping up to help out the newbies and make them comfortable? 
you know, is that what you're seeing these days? Yes, certainly. Um, I, I think it does. You know, one thing as far as kind of stepping in those more tenured colleagues to help out the newbies, that occurs a lot at our branch level. So oftentimes, I think historically that's been, hey, we've got a seasoned colleague or two here at this location. They are obviously helping with the development and learning for those newer colleagues to the industry or to the organization. Um, one thing we've realized as an opportunity for us is how do we tap into that knowledge on a more company-wide basis, right? So it's, it's occurring at the branch level, but that expertise or that niche may not exist at other locations. And so one thing we've got as a goal for uh, this coming year is through Insurica University, which is kind of our learning and development, how we've branded that, that we want to have those subject matter experts put on live monthly presentations that whether it's a new colleague or maybe just a colleague that doesn't work in that particular area can register and attend. We would partner with that subject matter expert, truly really try to remove as many barriers as possible to make that happen. So you've already got that knowledge in your head. You know, we'll partner with you to get it down into a PowerPoint or get it down into a video and we'll send out the invitations and we'll get everyone registered to try to make it to where you can just come, here's the time, and tell us what you already know, what you already do every day to, again, kind of get that knowledge out across the organization. That sounds amazing. And it reminds me a great deal of what Applied offers through Applied University, through the Applied Client Network. Uh, Trevor, I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit, how, how the two seems like they could maybe go together and create a, a better way to sort of get this information out to everyone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, echoing a lot of Jeff's comments and, and thanks for that great insight. You know, I uh, I and I think Applied are really glass half full. So we really look at all of this as incredible opportunities. And, you know, to see just the flexibility and the changes that have come out of the pandemic as a result of hybrid flexibility, even at Applied, we, we have this program called Work Reimagined that we've done with our 2,600 employees across the company to really rethink and redesign what it means to work and how we want to work. And specifically, you know, to your question about the demographics and the aging, one of the interesting byproducts that we've seen is we've seen a decline in retirement. So we've seen people as a result of flexible working, uh, part-time working, hybrid working, actually wanting to continue working. And, you know, people who actually were slated for retirement have said, hey, I don't want to go. Like, I still have a lot to contribute and I'm in a great place. I work from home three, four days a week. I travel for events. I have a lot to contribute to the next generation and really what they were dreading and were retiring from was the commute. Like they didn't want to leave the work or the people, they wanted to leave the commute. So having this flexibility and this new work reimagined is actually allowing them to contribute. Um, you know, same thing, you know, you had mentioned mental health and so forth. Another pattern that we've seen is around like family medical leave, people coming back from maternity or paternity finding new ways to actually spend more time with their families and continue to contribute and stay engaged with the company. So again, just another great example of how flexibility is really enriching that employee experience. 
And I think what makes this all possible, you know, going back to your comment, Miriam, around that is technology. The technology is what's really enabling this. So whether it's telepresence or Zoom or hybrid working, communication tools, the, the way we share information, I think a lot of our customers, and we are certainly trying to help our customers master that engagement of employees. How do you share information? How do you keep training? How do you drive, as Jeff mentioned, that connection, right? That's the number one thing people say that they would miss from working in an office. So how do we develop that connection? How do we keep it fresh? How do we continue to help train, skill up employees and really unlock all that value that our tenured and senior employees have trapped up here in their heads and deliver that to the next generation of team members? I would like to just give a little example. When COVID first happened, and we went strictly work from home, we actually ended up onboarding two new employees. And it was all done completely virtual. And I, in fact, it was maybe a year and a half to two years before I met them in person. But it was all done, like you said, via Zoom. They would shadow myself or other senior employees. They used the, the programs that are available through Applied and the different carriers and whatnot. And it really, it really worked very well. And I don't think it had anything to do with so much their skills of computing. It's just the technology that was available made it easier. And I've also seen some of my other em employees that are longer tenured, facing the retirement age, and they seem to be able to pick up a lot of the newer technology when they see other people doing it. So it's a lot of, oh, I see what you're doing. Thank you for sharing that. Now I'm going to work on it. And I see that across the board within my agency and, and how things are working. And I just wanted to also see, are you seeing as the trends have changing? You know, now we use Teams instead of Zoom, you know, all of these differences. How are you seeing that helping more tenured folks keep up with? younger ones who may have a little bit of an advantage over them as far as technology is concerned? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. And I, I think regardless of tenure, sometimes all the tools we have available to us at this point can be overwhelming for, for anyone. Um, <laughs> I, I'm probably not the only one that, you know, you've got the phone ringing over here, the team's dinging over there, the email dinging over there. Um, but, but I think it has been a great tool. Certainly, maybe some of the younger colleagues or less tenured colleagues are more used to um, kind of going to that as their default. So, you know, that a lot of they may not make phone calls anymore. Everything's a FaceTime or the group chats and things like that. So there, there may be a, a, an initial comfort there that that existed, um, depending on the age of the colleague. But yeah, I, I think kind of talking back to the the subject matter expert piece. I mean, th what that tools bring the tools bring to us now, the ability to connect with anyone face to face across the organization, across the company, it certainly helps the training and development uh, of our uh, less seasoned colleagues and, and allows those more tenured colleagues to contribute. Trevor, you, you hit it on the head. We one of the things we recently rolled out at Insurica is kind of a transitional retirement policy. It's something that we really would have always done. We just didn't have it in on paper. So maybe not everybody knew about it. But so let us know if you're considering retirement and how can we help transition you into that phase, whether that's 
uh, reduced number of days, reduced hours, potentially moving to full-time remote work, again, to allow those colleagues to continue to be involved. And maybe it was just that commute, right, that they, they wanted to, that, that was pushing that decision. But there's so much knowledge there that can be shared that, that this technology and these tools uh, allow us to, to tap into for an extended period of time now. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, Jeff, you were, you mentioned, Mary, you mentioned around, you know, there's this perception sometimes of more tenured or older employees and technology usage, right? I, I think it's a bias that exists a lot of times, right? And, you know, some of it may be well earned, right? I mean, just in my own personal life, I have one parent that, you know, still gets up to go change the channel on the TV because they can't work the remote. But I've got another parent that's like, constantly sending me video messages around new shortcut keys on my iPhone, right? So I don't think there is any true universal statement, right, that uh, around technology adoption and age. One interesting pattern that we did, and I, again, I'm generalizing a little bit here, so I don't want to make a stereotype, is around how people learn. And I think a lot of this is generational, how people learn through school, the style of education that was used as people grew. And one of the things we've noticed and, and we've learned along the way is how do we present the information? So again, generalizing, younger colleagues may tend to like, well, let me just try it. Let me kick the tires. I'll figure it out. Whereas other seasoned professionals like, I want to take the training. Can I get the manual? What are the four or five most common? And as we were rolling out new technologies, I think we were sort of leaning towards the newer employee base. Let's roll it out there. Let's just see what kind of adoption. Let's watch and see how it's used and provide some coaching. And when we pivoted a little bit, provided more formal training materials, provided the user guides, provided things like office hours and so forth, we saw the adoption in the other demographics across our employee base rise up. So it was really about understanding how people consume information, how they learn, not they you know, don't have a tendency towards using technology, not at all. In fact, it's the opposite. Some of our most senior employees are our most proficient with the technology because they chose to learn it that way at a level of depth versus people who just kind of picked it up and let me try. So I just sharing that I think there is often a bias out there that we have to overcome that absolutely doesn't hold true. Yes, I think you're absolutely right about that. I do see it from time to time within my own office. It's more of a, some folks have a, I wouldn't say a fear, but more of a concern when something is new. You know, oh my goodness, an epic update came out. This doesn't look the same anymore. What does that mean? And I think if you just take the time and walk them through it, it's easy. It's easy to adopt. Everyone figures it out and they they move on. Uh, and you're right. It It could be a newer person, it could be a veteran, they all have their unique needs. So is there anything that either of you could add that would help with individualized training, you know, how to use the assets that you have, the tenured employees, you know, the ones that have been around the block a few times that can give their tips and tricks and things like that, you know, any recommendations that you have? 
Yeah, so um, I am super excited and I want to make sure that I don't let any cats out of the bag before Applied Net uh, because with the Applied uh, Client Network, we're going to share some really exciting announcements at Applied Net in this category, in this space. But we've spent a lot of time studying how people learn, how people consume information, how they train, how they share that information. So as you mentioned, we provide, I would say, world-class training materials whether you're a new agency just starting on your Epic or your EasyLinks journey, right down to you know, you're a seasoned professional who's been doing insurance for years and we wanna provide you some coaching. The format's been kind of similar. We provide a lot of written PowerPoints, Word documents, PDF, even our applied university, which is more of that video tutorial, take a particular class. And as we studied users in the wild, right? And actually watched how people work, we noticed something. When you're in the middle of performing a task, maybe you're in a workflow, maybe you have to do a cancellation, right? Something you don't do every day. What we found customers were not doing is they weren't going, hmm, cancellations. I think we covered that in the third day of training. Let me go back to that course, find the third day material, scan through all these videos, right? What do we do? We Google it. Or better yet, what do we used to do? We'd lean to the person next to us. Hey, do you remember the code for cancellations? You've been here forever. And in that flexible work environment, it's hard to lean over and tap somebody on the shoulder. So we are really excited about releasing that just-in-time, real-time training, that in-the-moment coaching-type training where those really seasoned professionals, those who have helped build the agencies, have that wealth of knowledge, can start imparting that into the system. Start really helping that next generation of employee with those optimized workflows. So very much in the realm of the show me what to do next, I'm stuck right now, help me with that real-time in-app experience. So that's all I'm gonna say right now. There's gonna be some really big announcements at AppliedNet. We are super excited about this capability because we think this is gonna really help change the industry and it's gonna help solve part of the problem of capturing all that inherent knowledge that our most tenured and best employees have. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear more at AppliedNet in October. and. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. If you want the news, you have to come to AppliedNet. <laughs> so one other thing I just wanted to sort of share that's along a similar vein is within my team, I am the senior person, and we have a chat within teams that's just for our group. And it's very similar to that. If someone's not sure of a procedure or how did we do that again, they throw it into the chat and then either I will answer or one of the others will give their, you know, oh, this is how you do it. We, we learned this the other day and this is the right procedure. So it sounds to me that Applied is coming out with a better version of what we're doing through Teams right now and through group chats. And I think that sounds amazing because I'm only in the office physically one day a week. And I know that one day when I'm there, everyone's asking me questions. So it would be great to have something a little bit more real time that could be used throughout the rest of the week, you know, for whatever is needed. So that, that sounds amazing. I'm pretty excited to learn more about that now. Yeah. And, you know, we've had great success. A lot of customers using things like MyEpic. MyEpic's been a really effective way to help institutionalize how do you do your workflows at your agency, right? How do your most senior people kind of design that experience for that next generation employee and then provide the coaching? So 
Think of building on my epic with real-time help, analytics and heuristics, right? As the most senior person, right? Being able to look back at it and go, gosh, everybody's getting bogged down here at this step. This step is clearly confusing. Let's redesign this step. If everybody's raising their hand or hitting the help button or the I'm stuck, show me, then hey, it's probably not intuitive. Let's redo, you know, redo that workflow. So that's part of our commitment is to give you those insights, those analytics into those workflow performance so you can really impart your knowledge on those next generation team members. That all sounds fantastic. So we are almost at the end here. I just wanted to see if either of you have anything further that you wanted to add when it comes to, you know, multi-generational and how to make sure everyone is getting the benefit of all the expertise that's available, all the assets that are available to them. No, this has been a great discussion. And, and I would just say that, you know, oftentimes, and you mentioned it, Trevor, that regardless whether it's more seasoned colleagues, newer colleagues, there can be these biases that, that kind of creep in surrounding certain generations. And oftentimes we focus on what's different, but at the same time, I think it's beneficial to focus on what's the same. You know, th those values that we all hold that are the same and how we can leverage that to drive those connections and kind of win together um, as, as a team and as a company. So although oftentimes it can feel, feel different, um, there's more in common than not, um, and it, it takes uh, everyone um, to be successful, have that diversity of thought, and to be a winning organization. Well said, Jeff. Well said. And yeah, I mean, on behalf of Applied Systems, I mean, we absolutely believe in the same things. We are so proud of our heritage. You don't hear the word legacy used. We use the word heritage because we are so proud of our heritage, of the innovation, our tenured team members those long-standing relationships, you know, with some of the most seasoned uh, professionals in the industry. And I'll tell you, when I think back to every great party I've ever been to in my life, it's been a great party because it was really a diverse, eclectic mix of people that made it a super interesting event. And I feel the same way about work. I mean, what makes working at Applied and with our customers so exciting is we work with such a diversity, such a broad group of individuals, right? Of ages, of races, of ethnicities, of you name it, right? Like it is just so, we're as broad and diverse as the communities that we serve. And that's what makes, I think, insurance and this amazing industry of ours so exciting. So I think everybody's got an incredible role to play and a big contribution to make to our industry. Excellent. Well, I just want to thank you both again for your time today. This was a great discussion. I hope folks are going to get a lot out of it and hopefully we'll see them at Applied Net or anything like that to come. Um, again, thank you so much, both of you for your time. Wonderful. Miriam, thank you so much. Thank Jeff. you. Thank you for joining. Yes, thank no, you. thank you for having me. This was great. Great, thank you.